Welcome to This is Cheaper Than Therapy. Please enjoy your session. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This Was Cheaper Than Therapy. This is Gina, your favorite auntie speaking. How are we all doing? I'm doing really well, actually. What's that like? Um, what is it like a reel or a TikTok or whatever the fuck? I'm a really bad millennial. Um, damn, how does it go? It's like a song. I'm feeling good. G double O D. If you got negative energy, don't be around me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Okay. So embarrassing, but I'm sorry. That's how I feel today. The sky is blue. It's kind of sunny outside. It is like four degrees, which totally sucks. But, you know, hashtag New England in January. And that's just what it is. Today, guys, we're going to be kind of doing a little bit of a different subject, right? We're going to be talking about spirituality. Ooh. Greetings, earthlings. (laughs) We're going to be talking about spirituality and my newfound love of it. Um, It was something I discovered in 2020. Um, I think we can all agree that 2020 was kind of a shit show of a year, maybe just a little bit. Um, But also, 2020, truthfully, looking back on it, was one of the best years of my life. And I say that full knowing that some people had the absolute worst year of their life. Um, But I think that we can do both, celebrate our own happiness and also really feel for people who totally fucking went through it in 2020, right? Like these are not mutually exclusive things. So 2020 for me was a year of a ton of transformation and um, really self-exploration. In 2020, I found a renewed love of spiritual things and spirituality takes on many forms in my life right so it took on a renewed uh, the form of a renewed interest in meditation meditation is a crazy thing if you don't do it you should even if you are like 10 out of 10 always happy bright shiny sunny person meditation is like one of the single most beneficial things you can do for your mental health. Even if it's five minutes a day, it is life-changing. I'm telling you, if it's one thing you do is meditate. Um, To my newfound love of guys, get this, crystal energy. What? If you know me in real life, like you knew that this was like not my shit, right? Like spirituality has always kind of been on the periphery for me, but crystals, crystal energy... I always like crystals, you know, because they were like pretty things, but not because I'm like, oh, do you feel the energy of this quartz? No shade. It's something I'm like totally into now, but it was something that was like never a part of anything for me. And beyond crystal energy, the weirdest shit ever that I'm now into is, I guess, feeling and honoring the energy of the moon, right? And the lunar cycle and the energy that the moon imparts on our lives. Um, I wanted to dedicate a full episode to this because spirituality is now such a huge part of my life. Um, And I approach it from a self-care perspective, right? It's not like a religious thing. I'm not like, you know, everything has spiritual meaning to me, but I do feel some things now. I do honor some things. I do try and to try to tune into some things now that are different from what I did 
pretty much the rest of the entire first 31 years of my life. So um, we're going to dedicate a full episode to it because it's going to start to color, I think, a lot of what I talk about. Um, There are many things that go into my spirituality practice. And like I said, I approach it from a place of self-care. I use it as a way to make sure I'm living mindfully and so constantly stop and check in with myself and to take a minute to just breathe and I do that I do small things on a daily basis and I do more ritualistic things on a monthly basis today we're going to be talking about one of my monthly rituals today guys today is the first new moon of 2021 and the energy of the new moon paired with the energy of the new year feels really powerful to me. So I felt like this is the perfect time to uh, really talk about it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The honoring of the new moon. I was raised a Roman Catholic, right? Let's do some background. I was raised a Roman Catholic, Sundays, church, CCD classes, the whole thing. I think that most people believe that spirituality and religion are polar opposites when in actuality there's a lot more they're a lot more complementary than I think people realize uh for me spirituality is about energy and vibration and connecting yourself to the universe and letting those instincts guide your life religion is about like doctrine and uh the gospel and storytelling and learning from the prophets of your religion of choice and letting those uh values and those stories guide your life right but there's a massive amount of overlap there. Constantine the first, little history lesson. Constantine the first was the Roman emperor who unified the Roman Empire under Christianity. But like, dude still consulted oracles and shit before he like went into battle and conquered new lands, right? So he like kind of did both. Um, and I feel like people have been doing this pretty much since the inception of organized religion. Um, you know, they've kind of always incorporated a certain level of spirituality into religion. Um, Prior to March 2020, religion, or not religion, but, well, I guess religion too, but spirituality was not a huge part of my life. Um, And now I'm someone who really kind of practices both. I wear St. Christopher and a piece of Moldavite around my neck every day, And it just makes me feel good, right? Like, that's just, whether it's psychosomatic or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It is uh, just something that I do for myself, and I don't judge myself for it, and you shouldn't judge me either, okay? Spirituality, I guess, like I said, has always been, like, on the periphery of my life. It's always been something that was kind of around. My grandmothers are both mystics, I guess. They both read tarot. They both, like, see fucking dead people and shit. Uh... But it was never a major part of my life for whatever reason. Uh, It it literally took a fucking pandemic to open my eyes. Spirituality for me is about connecting to the universe and to the universal energy. Uh, We are literally made from energy as human beings. Every fiber of our being, every atom in our physical body was made during the explosion of a star in outer space. That's where the entirety of the periodic table comes from um and it's those are literally the elements that make up you and me like the physical shit that you see the bodies that we have everything around us are made from 
atoms. Atoms are made in space. This is scientific, factual information. That's just what it is. Um, so in my mind, it's literally impossible for us to not be connected to the source of that energy, which is space and the planets and the moon and all of these things. In spirituality, I view the moon as the celestial timekeeper. It does something different every day for about 28 days, and then it begins again. So it's new moon to new moon. In spirituality... The moon is representative of our emotions. It is regarded as a feminine energy and being the counterpart to the sun, right? The sun represents light, the moon represents darkness and the subconscious and all of the shadowy things. Uh, the moon is like reflection and clarity and intuition and mystery and emotion. And the sun is like direct, right? The sun directly bears down its blazes upon us, right? One is passive. One is extremely aggressive. We've all looked up at the moon, right? Like it's one of the first things you learn as a little kid in your books. Good night, moon. And it kind of looks different, every day right sometimes it's full sometimes it's a crescent shape sometimes it's not there it's changing it changes daily it's called the lunar cycle and typically it takes 28 days to complete one cycle so like i said that's new moon to new moon uh today the new moon is in capricorn the moon moves through each sign of the zodiac and each sign Lends a slightly different energy to the moon, which I take note of. I don't like hyper obsess about this. If there's something like more astrologically profound going on, like an eclipse or a blue moon or whatever, then like I take note of that. But in general, just kind of be aware of what sign the moon is in because everyone kind of brings just like a different energy to the moon. The new moon. Why is this important, right? Like why is the new moon important? The new moon is the proverbial clean slate. It is high time in the month. It happens once every 28 days. It is high time to clear out all of the emotional and physical clutter in your life and to go into the next 28 days with the best intentions possible and the best headspace possible and the best physical environment possible. I, every new moon, I have a very specific prescribed set of things that I do. I call it a ritual. You can call it whatever the fuck you want, but these are things that I do every month on the new moon. And I do it to stop time a little bit. I know that every month, every 28 days, every four weeks, I can count on the fact that I'm going to take one day I'm going to stop, I'm going to do these things, and I'm going to get my shit on straight for the next 28 days. And they are as follows. Sorry. First, look up the new moons for 2021. It's super simple. There's only 12 or 13 of them. Um, if you don't know when to do this shit, none of it matters. I will actually do it for you because I'm a nice person, and I will leave it um, in the description of this episode. So number one, first thing I do on the day of, which is today, which is why I'm recording this today, I wake up an hour early. 
If an hour early is not realistic for you, start with 20 minutes. It's totally cool. The point is to have some time to yourself in the morning. I wake up an hour early. I grab a crystal. It's up to you which one, whichever crystal you are called to take. I get a candle. I get my phone. And I will go, um, you know, I get like a pillow or whatever. And I will go find a quiet spot in my house and I will meditate. I meditate every morning. On the new moon, I meditate twice as long, so about 20 minutes. I will set an alarm on my phone. I will start the the timer on my phone. I will hold the crystal in one hand. I will light the candle, and I will sit in this area of my house, and I will try my best, right? Meditation is a difficult thing. I will try and clear my mind as best I can while still focusing on grounding myself when I say grounding yourself I mean feeling that grounded energy that you are connected to the earth beneath you so while you're sitting there with your eyes closed and your crystal in your hand and your candle burning try and focus your energy on just feeling the earth beneath you and then feeling how the floor beneath you connects to the house and the house is connected to the earth and how you are a part of this symbiotic relationship with nature and the universe and the universal energy and just try and sit with that feeling until your alarm goes off or you feel like you're done with it if you feel like you know I'm, I'm good with this I have felt what I've needed to feel stop it early by all means and go on your way the next thing that I do is I will take the rest of my time of that hour whatever it was um I will go downstairs or I will, you know, go for a walk. I will, um, you know, go sit on my deck, whatever it is. And I will use the next 40 minutes or however long uh, until my hour is up and I need to go about my day to sit and reflect on the prior 28 days, right? I really try and focus on being grateful for whatever lessons have manifested during that previous cycle, During the month, I keep like a running note on my phone where I jot down just like random shit that happens day to day. It's legit almost never complete sentences. Uh, It's just a few words here and there, and that's usually what I'll look at during reflection. Um, If it's during the summer months, like I said, I'll go for a walk or sit on my deck or whatever in my front yard, and my neighbors think I'm a fucking psycho, but that's fine. Um... And I'll just feel it. If some horrible shit happened, I will also reflect on that like I am not one to say you should pass over the bad things I'm like only focus on the positive I feel like that's actually really unhealthy is to only focus on the good things because shit happens right shit happens to everybody and you need to feel the bad things in order to get through them you can't just suppress them you need to feel them to get through them so I'll spend the next 40 minutes reflecting and being grateful for the lessons however they have manifested in the prior 28 days Next, I go about my day as usual. I'll go, I'll get my kids up, we'll get breakfast going, we'll get out the door, everybody's doing whatever, whatever things we have to do that day, we'll go about our day as as usual. Later in the day, I will usually sit with both of my children. They're both very young. One of them is, is 18 months, the other one is about to be three, and My three-year-old obviously gets it quite a bit more than my 18-month-old, but we'll talk about gratefulness. 
It's a huge theme in my house. Um, my kids have beautiful things, and obviously they need to be taught to be grateful for the material items. But during this time, I really try and focus on being grateful for the things that are immaterial. Being grateful that they live in a family, that they have a family that tells them I love you every day, a thousand times a day. You know, to be grateful that they live in a country where they can go outside without fear of, you know, a building blowing up. To be grateful for the immaterial things. Material shit can be taken away. It is being grateful for truly the things that you have in life that no one can take away from you that I think really builds solid foundation, solid character foundation in kids. But that's an aside. That's a different episode entirely. My kids have beautiful things. I will never apologize for that. I will never feel ashamed for that. I do truly think that it is not the things you give to your kids. It is the values you teach them. So you can give them the world, but as long as you're teaching them good values, none of the material shit matters. And those are facts. Sorry. Anyway. Go about our day as usual. Talk to my kids about gratefulness and immaterial gratefulness. Then that night, after my kids are asleep, is when the real fun happens. At least for me. This is my favorite part. I will make dinner earlier in the day for my husband. For those of you who don't know, I'm very domestic. I cook for my husband every night. And when I say that is because we also eat dinner together together every night. And on this day, I kind of abandoned him at 8.30 when I put my kids down. Um, so I cook him a really nice dinner, and he eats alone. So after I put the kids down, I will smudge my house. For those of you who don't know what smudging is, I've actually always done this. This is, like, this is something that I've always done. This is always like an example. This is an example of something that's always been spiritually present in my life. So smudging is like the ritualistic burning of a bundle of sacred herbs. Typically, it's white sage. Um, You can order them offline. If you have a crystal shop near you or some kind of spiritual shop near you, you can for sure find them there, but you can order them offline. They're really not that difficult to find. Um, So pretty much what you're going to do is you're going to light this stick. You're not going to be, it's not going to combust. You're not going to be Indiana Jones going, you know, hunting for treasure, walking from room to room. So calm down. You're going to light it. It's going to smoke. It's not going to actually fully light on fire like a candle. It's going to start to smoke. And what you're going to do with this stick, this bundle of sage, is what I use, you're going to go from room to room. And you're, what I do is I trace the outline of the ceiling. And I get up into the corners And I make sure that I'm getting any areas of high use, like a couch or a desk or a a table you sit at, whatever it is, high use areas where energy would collect. And you're using the smoke, think of the smoke as displacing that energy. So get it up into corners where things would collect, like a cobweb or something. Think of it like that. Think of areas where energy would collect. Corners over areas of high use, so on and so forth. I go from room to room, and it probably t- and I open a, a window on the upper level of my house so that the energy can symbolically escape. 
So you're going from room to room. You're displacing the the energy with this stick of sage, the smoke. It smells really good. I don't know. I enjoy it. Maybe you won't. But that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to displace the negative energy. You want to talk about an area of religious and spiritual overlap. You ever seen in a movie or like if you've been to a Catholic mass, the priest walks up and down the, the center aisle with like a ball on a chain uh, and like there's smoke coming out of it. It's called a sensor, and what he's doing has roots in exactly what you're doing. He's just getting rid of bad, bad juju, essentially. So I go from room to room, and I get rid of all the fucking bad shit. Get the smoke, I get into closets, I open doors, all of the things. Leave the window open for like 20 minutes, really as long as you like, weather permitting. Next thing I do. I cleanse my chakras. <laughs> yes, those. Uh, chakras are the energy centers of the body. If you aren't familiar, we have seven major ones uh, from bottom to top. They are the root chakra, which is basically located in your vagina or your dick. It's like very like at the bottom of your it's your root. Right. So if you're sitting there in like a meditative position, it's your root. It's basically where your where your dick and balls or your your vagina touches the floor. That's your root chakra. The color associated with that chakra is red. The next is your sacral chakra, which is between your pubic bone and your belly button, and the color is orange. Next is the solar plexus chakra, which is basically right at your belly button, and it's yellow. The next is your heart chakra, which is located at heart center, uh, so right in between your breasts, and the color is green or pink, but mostly green. Next is the throat chakra, which is located right at the base of your throat or right at the base of your neck, almost like where your Adam's apple is or where if you're a man, like where your Adam's apple is, like right beneath, like where your little, that little indentation in your collarbone is. Uh, the color is blue. Next is the third eye chakra, which is middle of, uh, mid forehead. And the color is indigo. And the last is your crown chakra, which is the top of your head. And the color is purple or white. You're going to need crystals for this. You can buy chakra kits like on Etsy, even on Amazon, I'm sure they have it. And basically it's just a crystal that is uh, that corresponds to each chakra and you choose a crystal by color, right? So your root chakra crystal should be red, orange, yellow, green, blue, so on and so forth. You can buy them in a pack or if you're more experienced or you're into crystals and you have some, you can kind of pick them intuitively. Um, there are more than one crystal for each chakra. It's really an intuitive process. If you choose to pick them on your own, go for it. If not, buy the kit. It's like $15. You can get it really, really cheap. So what I do is I go up to my bedroom. I turn off all the lights except for my salt lamp. If you don't have a salt lamp, you should get one. The light temperature is gorgeous. It is my favorite source of light. I just, I love, love, love salt lamps. Highly recommend picking one up. I will turn on my diffuser or light a candle or whatever. Um, if it's nice out, I'll open a window. I'll find some kind of like soothing mantra music on Spotify there's all different kinds of mantra music. I prefer like things that are new age and spacey and weird. I don't necessarily prefer like your typical Indian or Middle Eastern mantra music. That's just like not my vibe. But if it is for you, then great. But I prefer something that's like more modern and fun. 
I'll find a playlist on Spotify. I will get out my yoga mat. I will set my alarm on my phone for about 10 minutes. I will then line up the crystals next to my mat, corresponding to the places of my body that they would go if I was lying down, right? But they're next to me, like on my right side because I'm a righty. Um, I will set, like I said, set my alarm for 10 minutes. I will then lay down and I will take all of the crystals one by one and I will pick them up and place them on my body uh, where they're supposed to go on the correct chakra. I will hit play on my phone and I start the timer and I will lay there. I know this sounds insane, but I'm telling you, this is one of the most peaceful, soothing, regenerative things that I do all month. <laughs> I love this so much. Sometimes I'll do it for 20 minutes, and it's it's great. I just lay there. I zone out. You can do some visualization here if you want. You can even meditate. I've tried meditating in this position before, and I just, I just pass out. I fall asleep. So that's usually not... Uh, the best one for me, especially if I have a candle going, you know, only you can prevent house fires. Don't leave candles burning alone. People do this and it makes me so nervous. Anyway, um, I know it sounds insane, but it is one of the most like relaxing things that I do. 20 minutes goes by, my alarm, 10 minutes goes by, whatever, my alarm goes off. I slowly wake myself up like you're in a yoga class and you're doing um your like meditation at the end and you're like slowly opening your eyes and wiggling your toes and then slowly sitting up that's what you're doing here you don't want to just like abruptly get up and, and start moving again slowly bring yourself out of your your meditative state so after i'm done with that finally i take a salt bath if you know me you know I love a good bath I do it is like one of my favorite things in the world uh, I pretty much do it every night when I'm pregnant for some reason I'm just like so much more like into it then but that's a different story entirely I love a good bath and during the new moon for this ritual I take a salt bath and pretty much what that is right I will fill the tub love my tub love my tub so much I will fill the tub with mildly scalding water because I like my baths hot I will then dump in a bunch of sea salt you can go to you can get this at the grocery store it's not hard to find um, I will put in some essential oil and then I will put in you guessed it crystals <laughs> For this, I use mainly quartz, uh, specifically rose quartz, as its traditional use is to bring about feelings of love and peace. And I think I think a good amount of people are aware of uh, people using crystals as part of like alternative healing processes. Um, you know, it's part of Reiki. It's part of some massages. You know, people carry them around in their pocket, whatever. But I think people don't really understand the crystal bath. You're pouring a bunch of salt in hot water. And then you're adding crystals to it. It's pretty much what it is. Water is a good conductor of electricity. Salt water is a great conductor of electricity. Quartz, crystals, are a natural producer, a natural generator of electricity. Do you see what I'm going, where I'm going with this? 
you ever see like a watch? They put quartz in watches to keep them going. It's like it's a source of electricity through the piezoelectric effect. Different, different discussion. But if you put pressure on a quartz crystal, like you squeeze it between your fingers, you can't feel it, but you're generating an electric current. So if you take quartz and you submerge it in water that has been charged with sodium, which is a great conductor of electricity, you are extracting a whole other level of energy from this crystal. That's what I'm trying to say. You're literally submerging yourself in it. So, after I've added all my shit to the bath, I will sit in my tub until that water turns ice cold. I know this is crazy, but I will, like, get out my iPad. I'll watch a movie. I will maybe have, like, a drink of some sort. I will just enjoy myself. I stay there for as long as I possibly can. It's just, it's so relaxing. I love it. So, after I'm good and pruny... I will get out. I will do my normal like post shower bath routine, whatever it is. And then I will take a scoop of my favorite sleep supplement. I will tuck my ass into bed nice and early and I will have the best sleep of the month. It's it's literally magical. I feel so rested and so rejuvenated. But before I fall asleep, in my phone, it's like a game. Like, I have to get my phone up before I pass out. I have to, I write down three intentions for the coming month. Big, small, hard, simple, whatever. It doesn't matter. Complicated. It doesn't matter. Just three things that you want to accomplish. Then I will close my eyes, and I will visualize myself accomplishing these goals. Until the melatonin kicks in, and I pass the fuck out. I then wake up the next morning so fresh and so motivated and excited, genuinely excited for the next 28 days. And that is my new moon ritual. Overall, this practice is about being beginning as you intend to proceed Uh, I'm really big on setting tones in my life and for living with mindfulness and intention. And against all odds, mindfulness is something that has always come naturally to me. Um, But setting intention has really been a struggle. Uh, I'm a very passionate person, but I kind of, I'm just passionate about so many things. And I tend to spread myself too thin. And this is something I've really started to work on, I would say probably over the last five years or so, um, is not getting so in the weeds with things and more focusing on being productive and letting the path unfold as it comes. So I use this form of self-care, this new moon ritual, as a time stop. Every 28 days, I stop, I reflect, I make sure that I am moving towards whatever goals that I have in mind And if I'm not, I use this day to correct my course and to re-strategize and to go into the next 28 days with my shit strapped on, (laughs) with my shit snapped on correctly and doing, you know, all of the right things and moving towards the direction that I want to go in. COVID notwithstanding, I think we're all really super busy people with a lot of balls in the air and a lot of shit going on once a month. Stop, dedicate a day to resting and resetting and reflecting and refilling your own cup. 
you cannot pour from an empty cup. Point blank, period. You need to take care of you too. You're a person. I don't care if you're a business owner. I don't care if you've got 12 kids. I don't care if you're the a fucking senator. Like, I don't care what you are. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You need to take care of you too. Period. I realize this isn't everybody's cup of tea, but I thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP. I really appreciate it. Um, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram. It is... Uh, this was cheaper than therapy, and my personal one is at Gina Glazimitsky, and I will see you guys next week. Yeah.